Bye to the haters, they all wanna stay basic You winning everything you do, that's why they hate it They know that you the queen beat and a boss bitch If you on the losing team, go ahead, make the switch Don't act broke, I'll be a floozy, stay tight And make sure you get what you want out of life Girl speaks truth with Jimma Stone Hey bitches, your favorite host Gemma Stone of Girl Speaks Truth is back and at it with a new episode just for you. This time I'm going to be doing the format a little bit differently because I've been doing some research in my downtime and listening to other podcasts and I just really wanted to try to incorporate some of the themes and items they had in theirs. So we're going to do things a little differently. Hope you like it. Leave comments if you don't. Always open to interpretation. Today's episode is in honor of all the crazies out there and all the signs of gray. Signs of crazy people you need to either run from, avoid, or get away, get rid of. As usual, hopefully you know this by now, we like to keep it real on this show. This episode is no exception. Whether you've encountered it firsthand or heard tales from friends, you know crazy is out there. From the ones who chase you down after the bar closes and their their Toyota Camrys, to the ones who watch you sleep while plotting about ways to kill you. Just thinking, though, for now. You need to know the signs of crazy. Don't act on your crazy but for sure know the signs like the back of your fucking hand. E equals MC squared kind of thing. You feel me? Today, we are going to talk about the signs of crazies, and this episode totally applies to both men and women. You need to listen to the whole thing so you never end up on the news because someone killed your ass and sent you downstream in a body bag. Grab something to write with and take some damn notes even seriously. And if as you listen, you're like, oh shit, this is describing me. I promise to send up a little prayer for you as well as avoid all further contact at all costs with you as well. Okay, thanks. Let's go. Let's go out and have fun. Okay, so our first new section, kind of intro section, or one of them, is going to be truths of the week. Just little tidbits or facts or lessons of life that I've learned either this week or recently and just feel like you should be aware of it and the know of too. The first one is that it is not chic to be too chic, if you know what I mean. If you're trying too hard and everything's... Z Gallery and furnished with velvet and upholstered with velvet and the latest and greatest. It's just not chic. It just means you have money. It doesn't mean that you have good taste. You just buy what's expensive, which happens to be trendy. Okay, it's it, it's just it. It kind of makes me sick. It, it's sick in a way. My other next truth. We'll do a couple of them is that I have realized that I would rather shop than eat. And I don't mean shop for groceries, okay? I want to be known as someone who's fashionable, if somewhat famished, and I want to be able to lure men, women, stylists, 
gay guys, whatever, with my amazing fashion sense because I can afford to buy cool things. Okay. It's, it's, it's just, it's just who I am and I'm okay with that. Call in and disagree with me if you want, if you would rather be well-fed, full round tummy and everything, or if you'd rather shop to your heart's content to an extent and buy the things you want to buy. Is it really that crazy that that's something that I believe in? The next truth that I have for you guys this week is going to be about love. Lovers are like roses. Best by the dozen. Okay? You don't need just one. You need several because they get on your nerves eventually. And you gotta switch that shit up. Sometimes they start just getting awkwardly silent, or sometimes they're on drugs. Sometimes they die. Sometimes they don't know how to have sex. You need to have a variety of lovers and not feel bad about it in the least, okay? That's all I got for that one. It's pretty pretty straightforward if you ask me, and I think it's pretty accurate too. The last truth that I have of the week for you guys is that integrity pays, sure, you know, telling the truth, doing the right thing, etc. But it doesn't pay in cash almost 99% of the time. And I think that's fucked up, especially for people with shitty jobs out there, like trashmen or teachers or whatever who are underpaid. They might be the most moral person in the world, but they don't get compensated for that. And I don't think that that that's right. Okay. I just don't, I don't think that that's right. Uh, I can't afford to work for only so-and-so amount of money a week and not be compensated if I do something incredibly moral and righteous and that most people wouldn't. I think I should get a bonus for that. Don't you? Those are my truths for the week. I'd love to hear your feedback. Please feel free to give me shit for what I said or agree. All right. So moving on. Thank you, motorcycle. God, there are so many motorcycles in this neighborhood. It's annoying as fuck. So now we're going to go ahead and move right along into our actual episode, which is all about crazy. And the first part is going to be what makes crazy crazy get ready get ready okay so what makes crazy crazy bear with me during this first part because it gets a little technical and it's not as funny as i usually am but i do think it's important for you to be aware of these statistics understanding why crazy is crazy may be intellectually stimulating and interesting to you But at the end of the day, it ain't going to actually be any help. Whether they didn't get the pony they felt they deserved for their fifth birthday, or if they were seriously abused by a parent, or if they just had parents that gave into their every tantrum and whim instead of saying no occasionally like a normal parent. Lord knows mine did. It doesn't matter at the end of the day, though. You should stop caring why cray is cray because no one gives a shit. Leave it to the skilled therapist out there or the crazy person in question to wake up and smell their cuckoo birds. 
You do, however, need to know how to spot crazy so you can protect yourself and your loved ones from them. Crazy can take many different forms. Control freaks, self-righteous pricks, and princesses, straight-up psychos, toxic people, border lions, narcissists, high-maintenance divas, hello, Mariah, bullies, emotional terrorists, full-blown sociopaths, leeches, conflict drama-seeking fiends, people with personality disorders, professional victims, and lots more. A lot of the times, crazy will exhibit characteristics for more than one of these categories. However, no matter what kind of crazy you have in your life, there seems to be four underlining components that drive this motherfucking crazy train. Number one is that they have a victim mentality. Number two, entitlement. Number three, control freakery. They have to be in control of everybody thing. And number four, they lack emotional reasoning. They don't think like normal people do. They can't control their emotions. Victim mentality. There are victims and then there are professional victims. Crazy is a lifelong flag-waving proud member of the latter group. An actual victim does not take the pride in showcasing the role of the victim. They don't want to be perceived as victims, and they will do whatever they can to heal and move past this role in their lives. They don't want to be defined by the harm that was done to them, making them a victim at some point in their lives. Crazy professional victims, however, bask in their role as victim. Their role also as victim is often of their own making and completely fabricated in their own heads. Being labeled as a victim is how crazies gain sympathy, attention, and other resources. It's how they wield their power over others. Playing victim helps crazies manipulate and control others by holding them hostage through guilt and obligation. They have no qualms about using pity to gain special privileges and favors to keep their partner feeling stuck in a relationship with them. Playing the victim also enables a crazy person to hide or rationalize their own aggressive or abusive event behavior. They can't possibly be the aggressor if others view them as the victim, right? Typically, crazy is no victim. They are oftentimes the aggressors or the wolf in sheep's clothing, if you will. They are adept at flipping situations so that they appear to be the victim of the person they are actually themselves victimizing. I know that's a lot, but hopefully you're following along and it's making sense. If you want to be accused of victimizing the crazy person, whatever crazy person question, call them out on their bullshit. Tell them no. Make or enforce boundaries or rules. Enforce consequences for their bad behavior. To the casual observer, crazy's claims of being the victims can seem real. Most people feel like if they're that upset, something really awful must have happened to them. Crazies count and prey on people making this judgment error. 
crazies are often so desperate to get their way that they work themselves up into a very convincing frenzy and begin to even believe that believe their own lies, thus becoming even more convincing in their act. Cuckoos. Crazy's victim mentality also feeds into and is fed by their sense of entitlement. It fuels their, the world owes me because I'm special and have been wronged, outlook on life. Next on our list of crazies and signs of crazy is their view on entitlement. Crazies believe they deserve privileges, exemptions, respect, and special consideration, not because they have done anything to earn these things necessarily, but because they are special. It is the crazies' gross sense of entitlement that drives the double standards, lack of accountability, lack of empathy, a lifelong pattern of blame and projection on others, relative sense of morality, and their you owe me kind of attitude. They fancy themselves above the rules and above the law as well, if you can believe it. Control freakery or control over others is another sign of a crazy ass bitch. It's normal people to want to have control over your own life, even sometimes to have control over your boyfriend or your friend if they're making a bad decision. However, most normal adults realize that you can't have control over everything, especially when it comes to other people. You can ask them to do things or try and influence them in a certain way, but you just can't force control over them. The only person you can control is it you. You've been hearing this since like kindergarten people come on. Crazies have yet to understand this. Crazies run themselves ragged trying to control everything and everyone in their path, except for themselves and their own out-of-control emotions. Turn the mirror around, bud, maybe, don't you think? Crazies live in a fragile, bubble-like state. They have a crazy, maniacal gleam in their eyes, which results in an escalation of threats, demands, name-calling games, and victim-speak, especially when you try to stop them from controlling you. They view their ability to control you as a matter of the utmost survival. They believe there is a winner and loser in every single interaction in life, no matter how big or small the argument is. They will fight tooth and nail against ever being perceived a loser. That's why these people are virtually impossible to make compromises and concessions with. They're just crazy. Next on our list of signs of crazy is emotional reasoning or lack thereof. Everybody engages in emotional reasoning or disreasoning now and again. We sometimes let our feelings get the best of us and react emotionally versus logically in some situations. That's normal. Crazies don't realize that anything other than emotional reasoning even exists. Emotions are the fuel that keeps the Crazy Town Express running. Instead of facing reality ever, crazies force facts to fit their feelings, which often change from day to day or even hour to hour or minute by minute. Crazies live in the world of whatever their immediate feelings are, 
regardless whether there's room in reality for them or not. There may be reasons why crazies feel the way they do, but it normally has to do with unresolved hurts, fears, or mental issues. Emotional reasoning says, if I feel this way, it must be true. For example, you don't remember what really happened because your emotions were out of control. Make something up. If it feels right, then it must be right. What feels right is what makes you feel good. If the truth makes you feel bad or doesn't fit your view of life, then it must not be right. Right? Embarrassed by something you did or said? Deny it ever happened. Blame the person who is causing you to feel shitty about yourself. Want to get your way at the expense of someone else's? You deserve it. You're entitled. The person in your way hates you, is trying to control you, doesn't get you, doesn't care about you, isn't listening to you, isn't making you feel special. Tell everyone what a monster they are. They deserve it. Who are they to stand in your way? You're special. Crazy rarely let silly details like the truth or right versus wrong get in their way. Emotional reasoning helps them justify just about anything and everything they do. Basically, to sum it all up, a victim mentality, entitlement, control freakery, and emotional reasoning and lack of logical reasoning all together make up a crazy person's mindset. Just remember, here are your takeaways if you learned nothing else. You can't reason with a crazy person or fix them, no matter how much you want to. You don't have to understand them. No one will or can but themselves, if that. It's okay to be scared of people who are hell-bent on destruction. And the only thing that works with crazies is keeping them at bay or getting the fuck away from them. Compassion for crazy. Do crazies have major problems? Oh, hell yeah, they do. Do they suffer from some kind of mental health or personality disorder? Most likely. Do they grow up in a dysfunctional or even abusive family? Maybe, maybe not. Aren't we supposed to have compassion for people with problems and issues? In therapy, or in theory, I guess, sure. The problem with having compassion for a crazy is that the crazy will typically twist any sympathy or ounce of human kindness you show them into a weapon to use against you eventually. And that's not good for you. Feeling sorry for crazy is a slippery slope, y'all. Pity makes it more difficult to maintain effective boundaries, which is fundamental to dealing with crazies. Too many people allow this sympathy to cloud their judgment and fall into the scary trap of making excuses for and enabling said crazy. When you stoop to a crazy see another motorcycle, I can't deal with the F. When you stoop to crazy's level, crazy wins. Most of crazy's antics are designed to elicit a reaction from their target, which is you in this case. If you react negatively or not as intended, Crazy will most likely flip a switch on you and make you out as a villain and themselves as the victim. So beware. 
This episode is going to instill a few basic points in your head over and over and over again when it comes to preventing crazies. Setting and enforcing boundaries with crazies and disengaging with them to the best of your ability are two of those points. Okay, now that we've talked about what create why crazies are, how they are, what makes up a crazy, etc., let's talk about some of the signs of cray that you should be on the lookout for, especially when it comes to friendships or romantic dates and that kind of thing. Number one, if they constantly talk about their ex, let's get the obvious stuff out of the way first. If anyone talks constantly about their ex without asking, you should run for the hills. Run fast and far away. Why? Easy. They are hanging onto the past, onto some bullshit. They can't make themselves leave, leave well enough alone. When this happens, you automatically turn into the person they'll compare that past person to. They'll compare what you say, how you say it, how you are in bed, how you eat a fucking sandwich. These types think they've gotten over their shit and that they're totally fine and moved on from the past. But listen, folks, this is never the case at all. They will continue to reference their ex to the point where you may even start to think they're fucking them again behind your back, which they might be or they might not. Who knows? Whether they are or aren't, maybe not, maybe they are, they are crazy, so you don't know what is going on inside their head, and you don't know if you're, they're lying to you or not. Why would you ever want to be in a relationship with this kind of person? Please inform me. It's just nonsense. Number two, if on a first date, they ask how many people you have had sex with total, If there's one rule for a first date, and we talk a lot about dating and first dates on this show, it should be that everyone should be aware of this. Never, ever, ever ask the other person what their number is. Why? Do I really need to even answer those people? Fine, I will. Because one of two things will happen. One, You'll get pissed off if it's too low compared to yours, and it'll make you feel self-conscious and start acting weird around them. Or two, you will never be able to get over the fact that this wholesome-looking person has been pounded by one too many dicks than you care to imagine. There is never a right answer here, guys. Truth. Girl speaks truth. Sure. The other person always says, oh, it's not a big deal because that's the past, right? But I, I promise you, Every time you ask or answer this question, you and your future potential relationship are absolutely 100% fucked. They say the general rule when asked this is the rule of plus to minus three or five. Depending on your number of lifetime bangs, you either plus or minus three to five. Keep in mind your own age here, people. If you're older and have truly fucked a lot of people, even the one night stands, the fugly dropping mistakes, and yep, even the fatties don't go too low because the other people just won't believe you, and that launches a whole other argument or issue. And if they do fall for it, make sure you dump them ASAP because they are a dumbass. Don't ever fall for a lie of a number. 
Tell that bitch out, okay? I personally can smell a whore a mile away. Just please, do me a favor and don't be a stupid bitch when it comes to this question. And realize, if the guy you're on a date is worth a shit and not a fugly ass joke, his dick has probably gone through the whole gauntlet as well. And factor this into his response instead of getting angry. Number three, signs of crazy. The ones who constantly text and immediately respond back to all texts and calls. Now, don't take this to the extreme and just stop responding to people's texts at a somewhat timely manner. That's just rude. However, if I am busy at work or whatever the fuck I need to be doing at the moment with my personal time, you need to chill the hell out of it. I'll respond when I'm able to. And you need to be okay with that as long as it's a fairly reasonable amount of time, okay? Most, some people don't trip balls about shit like that, unless you are a crazy person. Nothing screams cray like 87 voicemails and texts that say, where are you? Who are you with? Who are you with? Answer me. Why aren't you answering my fucking texts or calls? You're cheating on me, aren't you? Huh? Well, fuck you. It's over. One text is fine, y'all. Three texts, fine. I'll allow it. It's not great, but whatever. But 30 texts and 12 missed calls? Do you want me to get you help or something? Shake that shit out of you. Just because someone doesn't answer in the appropriate amount of what you deem the right time to be crazy ass doesn't mean they're necessarily up to no good. Maybe they were tired and needed a nap. What if they wanted some alone time, if you know what I mean? Check yourself because you're about to wreck yourself if you are sending that many texts ever to anyone except maybe your mom. Number four, sign of crazy. The super jellies. The jealous like a mofo ones can get crazy scary. Relationships typically start off fairly good. The honeymoon phase, right? It's awesome at first. No one argues or yells. No one's ever mad. You two get along just swimmingly great. Life is beautiful. As time goes by, days turn into weeks, yada, yada, yada. You start to see one another's true colors. Some are good. Some are shitty. But overall, you find a balance of sorts. That's what typically happens. Then, there are these same situations, but with batshit crazy fucking people who jump into relationships and really fuck your shit up. These crazy asses start out super nice, like actual real nice angels, not even fake nice. But you soon realize that if you're with these nice people, you're with them for reals, forever. No bullshit, like ever. Not even one glance at another lady, person, whatever. No talking to anyone but your family, and even then it can get dicey. No going out without their stamp of approval. Don't you dare go out wearing perfume or cologne. You are not allowed to smell good for anyone other than them, apparently. They are going to need access to all forms of communication you have, including social media accounts, websites, whatever. 
when you go to sleep with them at night, I'd advise keeping one eye open. These bitches will go through your dirty clothes and smell your undies, even if they think you're cheating on them. You're one suspect staying or stank away from an interrogation, at the very least. Be on alert for reals if you value your life. Don't say I didn't warn you. Number five, that I love you, but in a crazy stalker-like, I'll kill you before part from you kind of way. Love can be an amazing thing. Ugh, mom. Sure, fine. Maybe love at first sight exists in rare occasions. Maybe there's even a soulmate pair that find each other every once in a while. Where I draw the line at is when people think they love you, but you let them know you don't. In fact, love them back, and it gets to a point where they're hanging on for dear life to you onto everything they can grab onto of yours with both hands, despite the fact that they, that you, they know that you ain't feeling it. It's just not right, folks. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for love, but I'm sorry. If someone tells you they love you within a day, week, or let alone the first house, first hour, after you thank them wastedly, you need to reassess who it is that you're dealing with. Seriously. Basically, ladies and gents, you should just stay away from all people who exhibit any of the above signs. They ain't right in the head. You feel me? Okay, now that we have talked about things that the signs of crazy. Let's talk about shit crazy bitches. And I do mean mainly bitches here too. Number one, they assume exclusivity too early. Never just assume you are together with a dude until you haven't had an actual conversation about it. If people ask if you two are together or not, and you say, well, or even worse, Yes, when you haven't discussed this prior with them, you have a first-class ticket to Crazy Town Express. There should never be any degree of assuming when it comes to exclusivity with a dude. If someone innocently asks at a party, how are you and your boyfriend, and you're not really his girlfriend yet, you need to tell this person, oh, he's not my boyfriend yet, in a coy tone, and then change the fucking subject. If you don't, ultimately, you will feel like a complete dumbass when in reality, Homeboy hasn't even officially saved your number in his phone yet. Uh, also, another thing that crazy bitches do is get obsessed over the topic of engagement and weddings. Don't be the girl who posts links to articles on their Facebook titled, Five Reasons to Get Married Before 30 with an added intro comment, something along the lines of, totes agrees. This turns you into the DTS bitch, desperate to settle, and you make everyone around you feel uncomfortable at the very least, or sorry for you. You then start to fill all your Pinterest boards with future wedding themes and decor, seating arrangement schematics, etc. You end every night with a prayer to the big guy upstairs to please send you a man stat. Don't become this crazy 
bitch, okay? If you have to have a Pinterest board, fill it with somewhat normal things like throw pillows, cocktail recipes, and chic outfits. And if you are the praying to Jesus type, pray for these things too, or world hunger, end to world hunger, starving children, whatever, instead of a husband, because he don't cur. Another sign of a crazy bitch is when they reveal TMI on the first date. Remember, you're trying to keep up an air of mystery here, girlfriend, so this is one of the very worst things you can do. It's acceptable to reveal basic level shit like the fact that you love movies and Italian food or whatever, but don't be the psycho who brings up her sixth grade eating disorder or dissects her latest breakup. No one, especially your date, wants to hear about that kind of shit first thing. First dates, as we've talked about before, are all about pretending to be normal for long enough to score a second date, where you will also need to continue to pretend to be normal until inevitably you'll let it slip about what a cuckoo bird you really are. Just don't lapse into the mindset during a date that you're in a therapy sesh and reveal two intimate deeds like how you're looking for a man that is just like your daddy dear is or that you started cutting yourself because of all the engagements happening in your friend group. Be somewhat aloof and this will make the guy want to know more about you as opposed to feeling like he's gotten your entire life story and then some. Another sign of crazy bitches is when they send unasked for overly heartwarming text messages. This includes shit like thinking about you, can't wait to see you, wish you were here, etc. These are normal things to send to a boyfriend, but someone who you are trying to get to become your boyfriend, not okay. Keep yourself in the dating game by wearing your emotions close to your sleeve for now. Okay? Can you feel it? That's fear climbing up your spine like spiders. So what happens if you, I don't know, realize that you are actually dating the psychopath? You're not the issue. He is. What are deal breakers in the early stages of dating? Hey, how's it going? Not too bad. Just at work, you want to see my dick? Dot, dot, dot. When you're in the early stages of dating a guy, it can sometimes be more favorable to ignore red flags in favor of, of your own agenda, making him your boyfriend. But overlooking shit you know to be warning signs of cray can result in you getting in over your head with a possible commitment phobic, narcissistic, psychopath of a dude. Think Mr. Big or Scott Disick, just for a few examples. Lots of dudes seem normal enough at first until you realize they're either compulsive liars or misogynist women abusers. But the good things about catching this in the early stages is that you still have time and the mindset and wherewithal to get the fuck away from them before he attempts to ruin your mental state and or life. And it does happen. Let's run through a list of some of the types of guys that could fuck you up with their crazy, so much so that you find yourself, before you know it, 
drunk crying on a stranger's shoulder in the bar while questioning your sanity and worthiness. Bottom line, don't fuck crazy losers. The first type, the compulsive liar. Some men lie on the daily. They lie about their height. Hello, lips. Goodbye, sexual attraction. They lie about how they really think you look in that dress, about their feelings for you, where they really say that they're out with the guys when they're not. They lie about whether or not they're fucking other people, etc. Some guys lie to get out of uncomfortable situations or to spare themselves a moment of truthful awkwardness. The best word to describe these fuckheads? Pussies. A man who cannot summon up the balls to at least tell you to your face that he didn't have sex with so-and-so or accidentally messaged his ex drunkenly on Facebook is not worth your time. He's a child who is scared of facing problems head on and not someone you should ever have to deal with. You're better than that. If he's lying to you from the start, he will absolutely lie and lie and lie bigger once you too, if ever, are in a committed relationship. Relationships are built on trust and you can't trust a man boy worth two shits. Time to jet, sister. I don't care how hot he is. The next type of psychopath man is the emotional abuser, i.e. the womanizing son of a bitch. This guy can't help but try to have his cake and fuck it too. There are some dudes who feel caged in if they are fucking anything less than three bitches on the reg. When you try to call him out on his shitty behavior or dare ask why he takes two days to return a simple text, he will try to turn the tables on you and call you a clingy psycho. When you dump him because he can't commit worth shit, he'll text you late at night and last or at la- after last call, hoping you're wasty, and then tell you he misses you only to fall back into the same bad pattern of being an asshole literally the next day or morning. This bro is a narcissist and has majorly deep-rooted issues involving his inability to care about anyone's feelings but his own. Block this bitch because he has bad news and no good for you. The next type of psychopath guy is the sweet talker. This bro is all talk, no actions. From the way he talks about the two of yours future, you think you were practically married already. He is constantly complimenting you and saying extremely nice shit, but here's the deal. His actions don't hold up in court. Despite texting you on the regular, he never actually asks you to hang out. Occasionally, He'll ask you to come over and watch a movie or catch up, but he never puts in any real efforts to planning a date. He thinks he's a stellar dude because he speaks respectfully to you, but his actions themselves scream disrespect because he never follows up with anything of importance. This dude is a waste of time and you need to call him out on his shit on your way out the damn door. Next, if you meet any of these dudes out there, girls, it's time to run for Z-Hills. I warned you. Don't say I didn't. Because I try to normally be as fair as possible on the show, I want to go into the types of crazy bitches for the guys 
informative knowledge as well. Bitches be tripping. Not all of them, just more often than not. Like 60-ish percent of females. But dudes are not exempt from this statistic. The difference between the two sexes are that bitches do things that are a bit extreme on the scale of things, i.e. kill a mofo in their sleep with an ice pick to the dick kind of thing. Dudes don't do that kind of thing for the most part. Now, before you grab a knife or spiked bat or something equally scary and hunt me down for labeling something so extremely, calm the fuck down, grab a drink, and chill, My Girl Speaks Truth, Gemma Stone, is here to let everybody know which types of females tend to go insane from time to time. Which types? Because hell yeah, there are absolutely types to watch for. Sit back, relax, and listen to my crazy bitch break down. First type of crazy bitch is the I want your money crazy. Have you ever seen Dateline, the TV show? I sure hope so. You know, where there's a murder mystery about some dude who mysteriously died and they can't fucking find his body anywhere? Oh, and no one knows where the damn killer is either? Meanwhile, back at the ranch, his newly widowed wife is rolling around butt-ass naked in his life insurance policy money that was worth millions, dripping in diamond necklaces and sipping a mojito. Leave it to a crazy bee to do some shit like that and get away with it. No repercussions. Don't let that happen to you. Next of the crazy types of bitch, I love you crazy. Ever seen Fatal Attraction? Glenn Close was one crazy biatch, right? You have yourselves here, a girl who you could shoot 50 times in all parts of her body and will not, I repeat, will not fucking die until you know she's yours forever. Dun, dun, dun. You could be only two weeks into a relationship, and guess what? These bitches love your ass after two fucking weeks. Don't be shocked if you start receiving bridal mags and kids are us catalogs on the reg. Once you stick a D inside the slippery slope that is their crazy-ass vaginas, you were royally fucked, my friend. Run while you still can, motherfuckers. Then there's the one-night stand crazy. These are some of the most dangerous bitches out there. Hey, everybody loves to bang it out, some more so than others. But when you come across a girl who doesn't do one-night stands and you bang her for a one-night stand, head to Mexico fast, asshole, because pretty soon you won't be able to escape her evil clutches. For reals, though. Oh, no, you can't be serious. That is some bullshit right there. Okay, you guys, so to wrap this episode up, let's go over a few highlights from the episode or takeaways that you should have learned, hopefully, from this topic, okay? First of all, you need to be aware of the signs of crazy so you can either avoid them or take care of the ones in your life. When it comes to understanding what makes people crazy, leave it to a therapist and don't worry about it. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. You're not going to be able to solve the puzzle. Stop caring and just walk away. Just know how to spot it. 
not how to fix it. You also need to remember that crazy can take many, many different forms from control freaks to pricks, psychos, emotional terrorists, victims, etc. Okay? And they seem to always have a victim mentality, a sense of over entitlement, a sense of need to control everything, and a lack of emotional reasoning. Okay? That's it in a nutshell. To have compassion for crazy. It's a tricky, tricky line. It's a slippery slope because if you do, you're going to find it harder to give them boundaries. You're going to start making excuses for them and you might even stoop to their level. You just need to disengage with them to the best of your ability. Signs of crazy include constantly talking about their exes, unasked for, asking on a first date how many people that you are telling you how many people they've had sex with. None of their business at that point. Um, the ones who constantly text and immediately respond back to all texts, that's a sign of crazy. Super jealous people, signs of crazy. There, there's the, also the I love you crazies after two days who become stalkers and may kill you. You also need to know that there's shit crazy bitches do like Assuming exclusivity too early. Don't do it. Let him bring it up. Don't get obsessed over the top of topic of engagements and weddings. It's going to scare him away. Don't reveal TMI on the first date. Again, it, you need to leave mystery. It's going to scare him away if you tell him every little thing on the first date. You don't need to send unasked for overly heartwarming text messages that close in the game either. Wait until he's your boyfriend to do that. And make sure you don't show your crazy side too early, okay? There's some things you hold back at first. There's some things that you share. You need to decide and decipher which one's okay. When you find out that you're dating a psychopath, deal breakers in the early stages of dating include things like constant lying, emotional abuse, narcissism, Sweet talking without any actions to back it up. There's also types of crazy bitches out there that you need to look out for who just want your money, who, again, just love you right after that for no reason. The one-night stand crazies who tell you they never had a one-night stand, you have a one-night stand with them, and you can't get rid of them. There's all kinds of crazies out there, and you need to know how to handle them and look out for the signs. That's all I'm saying, okay? If you have any questions, as usual, please feel free to email me at Gemma at girlspeakstruth.com. Reach out on Facebook or Instagram. Tell your friends if you like this episode because that's how I get more listeners and we get more ratings and we get this show out there if it's something you enjoy, okay? That's a wrap, folks. And hopefully you enjoy this episode. See you next time, bitches. Bye. Goodbye to the haters. I ain't got time to save you while you're running your mouth. She getting paper. Till next time, we gon' see you later. Three rules. Don't be a floozy. Don't act broke. Don't look busted. Now you getting what you want. You the cool girl and they all disgusted. Girl speaks truth with Jim Stone.